we confronted evil for a while. We don't say fuck you, fuck you, fuck you anymore, at least so anyone can hear. Well, the evil things that made me angry then still make me angry now. I keep asking around, does anything make you angry too? Does anything make anyone angry? Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Art and Labor. I am OK Fox, joined with my um, beautiful, perfect co-hosts, Lucia Love and Sarah Crow. Hey, guys. You guys. <laughs> hey, what's up? And we have um, two returning champions, um, friends of the podcast. Wish we were in person. We are on the internet with David Turner and Liz Ryerson. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having <laughs> me on again. Yeah, excited to be back. Excited to be back. Um, I wish yeah. that we pretended that we were in the Nurekin Poet Cafe, though. <laughs> like, just, just what, to give that? a vibe. I could, like, play a YouTube video of cafe it's sounds. Like, I want to go back. Yeah, it's, like, where people do their live poetry reading. I'm going to keep like, doing a fucking poetry reading before every episode. So uh, everyone's just going to have to get used to it and start doing their oh, own. Okay. So we're trying, to, we're trying to set the vibe here. Yeah, I that's what I just wanted to set the scene, like... Uh, but about boop cha, snap, snap, snaps, everybody. I gotta say, 2022, I'm going full sincerity. I'm ready. I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm all sincere. You, is this, is this, is this the new sincerity? Is that what you're all about? It's the, um, it's the new, new it's sincerity. The new, the new new sincerity. That's that new, yeah. new. Yeah. So, so, oh my god. Did I tell you that? My 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 2022 is gonna be it's gonna be all about no vibes. I'm all about wow. no vibes anymore. The post vibe world. That's so great. I'm all about yeah. that clean post vibe, no vibes, vibeless living. Flatline. Um, it's gonna be great. Yeah, no vibes. Absolutely not. No vibes. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be clean. Zero megahertz. It leaves space clean. open yeah. for experience. Space. And you know, it's I'm all about space. Entropy. I'm all about spaces. Yeah, and bodies in spaces. No spaces no yeah. without bodies. bodies in spaces. No, no. bodies and spaces. No bodies. All space. I was like, I now regret that Liz. I just didn't go to your apartment to help record this. And oh. I realized that, like, oh, okay, I done that. Fine. we'll hang soon. We'll hang soon. <laughs> okay, no, that's fine. Yeah, I know. I really wanted to to go to OKs, but I literally also just like was on a plane and hanging out in the airport for hours beforehand. So it's like, that's a space. That is. That, is a really space. <laughs> that was. I, say, I, I already had. I just got. Co I got. I'm getting over COVID. So if I mute oh and cough, that's like why. But um, wow. yeah, I, I'm just getting over COVID. So I also feel like I have bad of COVID opinions now because mm. I just got over COVID. So I'm going to like keep those to a minimum. Me too, though. Me too. Let's talk later. <laughs> I, I will say one thing I like my sinus so like I got the booster when I got the first vaccine I felt like dog shit and then when I got the booster I also felt like dog shit and then when I got COVID for two days I also felt like dog shit so I'm kind of like oh COVID it's not for me I know that it's definitely not for me <laughs> yeah, tried it, it. yeah that it love it probably could have yeah. just taken you out like a I'm like ball we're, we're all about the covid free life like we're it's no vibes and no covid I, my sinus, like my sinuses or whatever it's infecting i really am like Ugh. just like <laughs> making mental notes like for the future sinus yeah. is not strong this sucks miss si me with that yeah. yeah i mean it's just like Seriously. vibes it's one vibes are one of the biggest um problems facing 
the world right now, and COVID is as well. So I think I think I think we're in simpatico here. Yeah, COVID, COVID is a vibe. COVID is yeah the number one producer of vibes currently. <laughs> in the yeah, United and States and that is that is dangerous yeah. and inappropriate. <laughs> I gotta say, like, I'm sorry, Lucia, because I feel like it was I gave you COVID asymptomatically. I feel well, like that's why it's no. It, all right, listen to how many people. Yeah. Vote, <laughs> right? because I did the I did the like check in with everyone that I could think of contacting, which self trace was. Yeah, I self traced because the city gave up right. on yeah. having yeah, really like. Did clinics open that can see people and i went into a walgreens with my covid positive ass to get a covid test full disclosure got that thing brought it home stuck it in my own nose the covid test was so immediately positive yeah i was like wait 10 minutes and then that thing just popped out it was like (laughs) okay like uh realized that i had seen so few people i made five text messages and of the people there was people who came to my studio for studio visits they were like oh yeah one of the people who came to your visit like studio just had it um oh yeah the people who are in the photo studio next to yours had a big photo shoot with a bunch of teenagers that had it oh, oh my god <laughs> people across the hallway had it right yeah studios of course yeah yeah, I will, I will say, so, like, the weekend I got, I assume I got COVID, I went to a book reading for, there was a book that came out about Bloghouse, which I don't need to talk about, but it, it was fine, and then I went to a friend's birthday party, and then I got my hair cut the next day, so one of those three yeah. events, I assume, is where I got COVID, but I was a dumbass and woke up Monday morning, coughed blood, and was like, oh, damn, I must have ate some bad chips or something, I was, and I literally was, like, looking at the back of my throat, like, where the like where's the chip where did it cut my throat and then then i went to the office it was just like and they was like damn i don't feel good oh and then i got a test on like a couple days later and i was like oh yeah a guy called me he was like yeah you have the coronavirus oh my god oh cool Um, that's what happens when you listen to blog house i i i'm sorry to say (laughs) That's I, probably yeah, true. It's, a, it's, a, it's because it's a blog house is all about vibes. It was one of the, the introducers of I vibes into our, like the musical economy. And I think that that could be part of the reason. It's like the ring. I was, yeah. I was going to say <laughs> oh, blood. And I just like, I don't want to say that. Like I, I understand people who are like anti-vax, blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, damn, I was a dumbass that I caught blood and immediately thought I must have seen a bad trip. I, I, put, I, ate, I put something bad down my throat. It was definitely not the coronavirus. No, no, no. That's the Protestant work ethic conditioning you to believe that you just did something wrong and that you can actually go to work. See, yeah. you're not responsible for that reaction. That's okay. that's conditioning. Well, did you it feel is- bad? When you call, oh, uh, I mean, blood? like, I didn't feel that bad yeah, when I like, first got yeah. to work, but by like three and four, I left early and was like, "Oh, I don't feel good." And the next couple days, it was like, "Yeah, this is definitely the coronavirus." So, I yeah, which I yeah regret that in retrospect. Well, immediate retrospect, I was like, "Damn, I shouldn't take that meeting with that kid." Like where I was just sitting right next to him, just going. <laughs> but I think he was fine. Uh, uh, fine. I should Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Look, I've been around so many COVID positive people, and I'm still going strong. Unless I've been one oh, of the good. people just like carrying it inside my nose. 
than uh, I went to the Machine Girl Arca show. Yeah. I went. Oh, to the okay, uh, that's that's event. the that's the show that w- that me and da- David were attempting to go to. Oh, I why you guys hit me up. You know, with, like I didn't know that. Yeah, that. I didn't know that you were going to that. I'm sorry. This was yeah. That was a like a mental like mistake. On all well, yeah, parts. it was miscommunication. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, that I I was really pissed off. I will say this on mic to the fucking knockdown center because doors were at. Um, Doors were at eight, and Machine Girl started at eight thirty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we missed the entirety of yeah, Machine Girl and most of Earth Eater as well. Um, bullshit! I should have totally yeah. bullshit. Also, the line also, was so long. It yeah, was absurdly so long. long. Everyone there looked like they were under the age of twenty-five. It was really weird. It's, it's and I did not feel like I because I went to a show by myself in twenty nineteen, and it was like a rock show, and there were older like guys there, and I felt really uncomfortable. I didn't really feel uncomfortable. It just felt weird. It's like, wow, yeah. this is this is, I guess, what the kids. No, are you just into have to. If whatever. you're at the Machine Girl show, you just have to text me, and I'll <laughs> show you where the thirty-year-olds are sitting at the picnic table. Yeah. Like it's. Um, <laughs> I, I regret that. I'm sorry. I just like standed on like yeah. I stood on like a, one of the posts yes, like yes. in the bill and like yeah. just stood there Chill. for like four or five hours. Um, well, it's a beautiful yeah. show. Um, it was. I don't know yeah. about the the Arca set. I had pretty mixed feelings about, but because it was all over the place. But the, uh, that's a whole other. Discussion. I liked the the um, lust sick puppy room in the corner. Oh, I completely missed. Yeah, I completely yeah, missed that. There's like was, all this shit going on. I'm I was really worried about. I was like standing my ground against these children. I oh, I didn't that's fair. Really, yeah, I think like oh, yeah, the, I felt so old. Well, the thing when you're like the old person, I feel I feel very liberated. I went to a Machine Girl show with OK recently, and I was definitely one of the old people. And it was like, oh, I don't have to get in there. Like I get to just I just get to stand, and no one's even like. You know, like I there because when you were young, you would be like, oh, yeah, the old person just standing, not doing anything with a beer in their hand, just like nodding along. And uh, so in. I, yeah, I find it. Oh, I want to say my quick story about um, go for it. Uh, oh. Worming, worming my way into the VIP in the in the back and um, talking to a fucking um, like vulture reporter and like some like famous indie musician. I don't know who either of them are really, but um, <laughs> talking to them because it was the, actually the easiest place to get a drink because all the bars were insane. Yeah, but um, they're all filled with children. They're all filled with children. <laughs> children and, and like and I um, got to like shame them for um, coming late. I was like, all right. I was like, you miss Machine Girl. Like everybody was here for Machine Girl. Like what are you doing? <laughs> Well, I was not there for Machine Girl. No, just, <laughs> I've no, already seen Machine Girl asshole. live twice, so I didn't need to. I didn't need to see him. It's fine. I, I, I just love being an asshole to them. No, yeah. that's good. That's good. Do you? I, yeah, I'm gonna say I felt old only because I don't. I mean, I don't. I guess I'm like indifferent towards Arca's music. Neither like here nor there. No, like no two thoughts in one way or another. But it was just kind of trippy to me, where I was like, I remember when Arca was really new, and when Arca was new, I was like already like so deep into like that music and that style and i was like mm-hmm. oh there were probably tw- some of these kids were 12 when that was just first popping That's off right. and like oh okay cool just make me some notes just make me some mental notes yes. question <laughs> does anybody have a weigh-in about the arca david rapino scandal what? no what's what? the scandal i don't know all right so there's this artist um 
David Rapineau. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. I'm, I think that's how you say it. Um, but he's like this illustrator that does. Oh, I do know what you're talking cool, about. Cool, sick ass girls. And he shows at Queer Thoughts. He's like one of the best drawlers ever. Um, suicide girls? <laughs> no, yeah, no. I guess guy, some of them are like suicide girls. It's like he's like resurrecting suicide girls. Yeah, yeah, kind of. But I, oh man, but, and they all have like Dutch angles on them and stuff. They're like <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, there's like this huge debate that is like, did Orca steal his work for her album cover? Did her album cover and merch and stuff? And then there's this whole thing that both of their fandoms are extremely like entrenched oh. and and like fighting each other about it and like I don't know if any of you got into this. I watched from afar. I'm just going to assume yes. <laughs> no, I, I don't actually know. Yeah, I mean, like I mean, like I mean, like Beyonce stole a bunch of shit for like you know from. I mean, like it happens, you know, like especially the bigger artists. I'm not like it's just in, like you can't help but steal it. <laughs> so my, 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 no, I mean I would be yes. pissed off. I would be pissed off if I don't know. I I, I don't actually know. Um, what it didn't or didn't speaking of. Arca didn't Arca wasn't Arca doing NFTs at one point? Oh hello, probably. I feel like Arc. I mean, almost everyone's fucking done at NFT. So I like. I will say, I went to a basketball game on Monday, like the Charlotte Hornets. I was back home. Yeah. I saw the Charlotte Hornets play, and the giveaway. Like you know, you go to you go to you go to a professional sports game. They have a giveaway, like a jersey, some cards, a bobblehead. It was a fucking NFT on Monday night. And there wasn't even like one for every fan. It was like, we have 88 limited edition MFT- NFTs we're giving out. Oh. I was like, this sucks. It's not only that one, I don't get anything. Two, I need to have the app. It's like, I don't the have app. the team app. It's like, ah, oh, fuck this. It's all real bad. Yeah, they're like, 88 people can buy into the pyramid scheme <laughs> for free tonight. Wow, it, really it costs was. a lot less money to just, like, make up a thing that doesn't exist than to give people a t-shirt. That's Actually, like, uh, oh, it still costs a lot of money. <laughs> except yeah it's, except we also can actually, like, like a dumb amount of, it's like a hundred dollars or something you get to you get to have the gorilla man person whoever the fuck that is like read off your name on a list and be like thank you for investing yeah. in nfts the new opportunity that's what was annoying to- <laughs> what was annoying is i tried to google like okay so like i like was getting i think i was getting a drink and like getting a really shitty pizza while this was happening and i was like okay cool i missed it but let me like go online and i tried to look it up and like i couldn't find any like clear details about how it worked or beyond like there was an app and then i was just like this just i don't know it was very i mean it was annoying but to be fair i will say the charlotte hornets best player lamella ball of the ball family of the big baller brand which hopefully everyone is familiar with the big baller brand um (laughs) they like he has his own nfts like lamella ball this nba player has his own nfts and i was just like why? Why? If your last name is Ball, you're you can you have to you're so tempted that it just there's nothing you can do. No, That's it's really um it's really not a surprise to me. I think we even talked about like the like one NF like very early we talked about NFTs like before everyone wanted to talk about it. We're like, let's do an episode on this dumbass crypto bro trend. And it was like in like February and like and because like I I it's not surprising because I, I remember talking about at the time, um, like digital trading cards. Yeah. yeah. 
crypto like, kitties adoptables <laughs> the adoptables yeah, yeah. adoptable just adopt like tamagotchi tamagotchi yeah and, yeah and now we have grimes making six million dollars off an nft so that she can fund her music video uh where she absolves herself by being by holding the communist killed. manifesto while walking around Oh well, no! I'm no not only that, she did a music video where, like, she's killed by oh. the man who okay. is so in love with his game. I fucking of- knew this would happen. I feel like I was I on think, record think- several times. Me, like, she's yeah. gonna try so hard. Yeah. I think, I think Canadians naked. I think Canadians um, are a Canadians, problem because they're yes. one of the top carriers of vibes. Yeah, and yeah. I think Grimes <laughs> is true. a perfect example. Sorry to go back to that, but I think Grimes no, is it's a perfect a example. Thread. She's like she's like a fake character in a, in like yeah. the, the absurd TV show that is life at this point. I, I don't know. Vibe she's addict. on that that's that ridiculous, like, I don't know if it's a Fox reality show where they're like virtual oh. avatars oh, the VTuber, dancing. Yeah. She's yeah, yeah, she's like one of the hosts of that. Oh, wait, The Masked Singer? No, not The Masked Singer. There's a new one that she's a co-host on. Because like, like pop stars, they all want to be co-hosts of those shows. Like Ariana Grande is like the co-host of one of those shows. Yeah. And I think uh, Katy Perry was. Like, yeah. that's what they, they Meg The do. Stallion is on um, uh, Legendary, the gay one. Oh, that makes, that makes so much sense. Which is I'm iconic. Gonna, yeah, I was gonna say I was listening. To, I was listening to like an, a Megan The Stallion song, Megan The Stallion song the other day, and was like, "Oh, I get why." I, no shots to Megan The Stallion or any fans of Megan The Stallion, but I was listening to her stuff, and I was like, "I get how you have like a very like wide audience yes. of fans." Yeah. It's like, and I, and also she like does a lot of nerd shit. She um, like because does she's a furry. Shit. She's literally a fucking yeah, furry. I, which also like kind of slaps. So I like, I'm not saying this is hate. I'm just like, oh, I get how you have such a wide fan base. Yeah, I don't, I don't like how yeah. these these narratives are being erased by the mainstream media ecosystem. I, I would like to know if a mainstream pop star is a furry. I think that's I important information. <laughs> that's like very like minor in her like life narrative. It's there's a lot more. Um, I don't need to get into rap nerd shit, but there's a lot of more rap stuff about Megan Thee Stallion that people care care. Look, I put together on my own, David. I took screenshots of every time she wore like a a fursuit or animal suit. But is it like... like, I'm pretty sure she's a furry. I mean, but is it like outing someone? Like outing someone's very, you know, mean... And, but then, well, but then literally is that the, the same stallion. role in exactly yeah, 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 yeah and exactly. if she's appearing in public like wearing <laughs> right, like yeah. fur suits and stuff yeah she's a very good character she's like a very good <laughs> character which is kind of like why i think i like like her more now that i think about her music stuff i'm like oh you're like doing a kind of a bit yes and she does yeah. it really really well and i like i don't know i was thinking about her and cardi b is like trying to understand like these like two really popular like female rappers and like there's a lot of like stuff there, but I was just like, oh yeah, like Me- like Megan Thee Stallion definitely is more of like a bit and mm-hmm. like takes on a different characters and shapes that I think like appeal to like different folks, which is cool. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Showmanship. Yeah. Unlike, uh, unlike Grimes, who is who is not doing the bit well. I'm sorry. Because no, yeah, uh, no. well, she just did this that. pivot where she's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm like having a baby and I'm with this guy and... Mm-hmm. He's cool, and then she's like, "Oh shit! Um, actually, he killed me, guys. Like, I'm, I'm with you." 
<laughs> I've always been a gamer, and I like, and I just love well, see, the, the common th- man. That that like, I mean, there's a way in which like I feel like there are people in like artistic scenes who would absolutely be her. So I, you know, who would absolutely just like be like, you know, they take on like the the trappings or whatever. But if they were in that situation, they might behave like she did. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe no. I'm there's so many people. people. Yeah, yeah, it's like the. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, uh, that like kind of moment where a ton of, ton of fine artists were like, "I like anime too." Like, no, you don't. <laughs> Stop. That's, no, I, I am tell. a big fan of the studio. Uh, j- j- yeah, j- giblet, giblet, giblet <laughs> movies. Like, I'm a big okay. fan of uh, Hideko Miyazaki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mario. <laughs> I love the Mario Brothers. I love they this were cool blue-haired girl. Mario. <laughs> I love the Z- Zedla. I, I've um, never, I don't think I've ever seen this. Okay, I'll say, I guess, I've never seen, sorry guys, I had a couple drinks, so by the end of this, I'll be more mellow. But I've never <laughs> seen, I think I've only seen one Studio Ghibli movie, and I was spirited away when I was a kid, and it freaked me the fuck out. It's so, the so beginning I'm like, scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's scary movie. for a kid. Yeah. Also, yeah. also, as a child, I was very easily fried by a lot of animated things, like the aliens of the Simpsons also freaking oh they were scary you you never (laughs) had to see the brave little toaster as a three-year-old you scarred me acs they like i cannot but what about the blanket the little blanket with the no the how it like fucking dies i know but it was yeah i was really attached to a i had like a blanket that i was like really attached to for my whole childhood so it was very yeah I didn't I like the idea of this. The thing with Brave Little Toaster for me is like it scarred me, but I also loved it at the mm-hmm. same time. And the, yeah, the song, well, I remembered it, and I yeah. think that's part of like exactly. why I still yeah. yeah. This is deep <laughs> and profound art. That was my first thought about it, watching it as a child. <laughs> Who in the Brave Little Toaster? Yeah, <laughs> even got Van Dyke. I was a hearts. baby genius, actually. I was one of the babies from Baby <laughs> Genius. I watched it with my you're, monocle. You were you were the boss baby. I was the boss baby. Geniuses <laughs> combined. That's right. <laughs> CEO. You're the critic, baby. (laughs) But when the cars are all killed, the cars get killed. You were wearing like a little tux like as a baby and you're like... I, I think I this mean, is very refined entertainment. <laughs> Leonard Maltin right. Oh my god! Four stars. I really oh, tried to. I really tried to like. I was talking to my grandma once, and she had uh like she had gotten from like some like bargain bin the thief and the cobbler for me when I was five, and so I was obsessed with it. And then I was telling her later, like, no, I think I've always had really good taste because I loved this movie and, you know, I hated Toy Story. And she just was like, oh, I guess I have really bad taste because I That's love right. Toy Story. And I was like, oh. Well, she was wrong and you were right. <laughs> yeah. so. I, I think Wait, she do people got not me. like Toy Story? I, I, I haven't seen Toy Story Maybe since I was a you kid, I have no idea it. if it's, it's good or bad. Like, I, I have no opinion. What? I just like, think Pixar wait. is a scourge. We on... need to go. Okay, this, this is right. Yeah. Uh, guys, guys, I'm yes. writing it in. Okay. I'm going back to, to Grimes a little bit to talk about the Alter Ego ego show that she's a guest. Yes, host, yes. Alter Ego, that's what it's called. On. Thank yes. you. And because I wanted to synthesize that um, Alter Ego is like, it's, it's, that's the the push that's happening to us right now. They want us mm-hmm. to have our little alter egos on an NFT and in the metaverse, and like they they want to encourage us to have an alternate version that is not like part of our like like 
real everyday life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my we God, get, yes. get our yes. little rocks off in our alter ego. But Spend like, all your energy making your character and then have the characters based on this value scale that everyone has access to and can fight over. And then you're just like trying to get those little clout tokens. And then, really and then why do you need HRT? Why do you need HRT? Why do you need healthcare when sure. you're um, perfectly fine mm-hmm. in your alter ego? Yeah. Or you could be like, um, no. Again, I like this person. I like like Holly like Holly Herndon who tweeted, I think like earlier this month, who was like, What if there was a DAO to like I think she tweeted something like if there was a DAO to like help insulin prices or something. And I was just like Wait, I need I you like to explain DAOs everything. to me. I'm sorry. Okay, David, yeah. you gotta explain to the class because like <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm rolling my eyes really hard. So DAO stands for decentralized autonomous organization. And, like, what a DAO is, is basically, I think it's been, like, colloquially, I think as some folks describe it as something like a group tech of a bank account, which I would just describe as, like, money laundering (laughs) by a different name. Um, And there are, like, a number of different DAOs. I think, like, the most, the biggest one was, like, the Constitution DAO, where there are a bunch of nerds who are, like, we're going to buy a copy of the Constitution. And so they raise, like, $40 million or something, like, like, um, ETH or, um, Ethereum, and so they tried to buy a copy of the Constitution on like a, like I think like a like a auction, and they ended up getting beaten by some hedge fund guy who like paid like almost fifty million for it. Which honestly, like, shouts out to him. Like, I, <laughs> it's rare where I'm rooting for hedge funds, but it's like hedge fund <laughs> I, crypto guys. Mm, I'm going with the hedge fund on this one. It's like I don't know if he made his money. I assume bad things, but I know that I don't like the other thing. I know that for sure. <laughs> um, but so DAOs are pretty like vague and ephemeral. Like there's a thing, I, I read a story in the Financial Times the other day where they tried to cover DAOs. And like, I just want to say, it's hard getting around the Financial Times paywall, but if you can, <laughs> like all of their I stories about the cryptocurrencies are so funny because they are so skeptical. And almost immediately they're like, is this legal? Like <laughs> almost every time the Financial Times or Bloomberg or any financial press covers NFTs or crypto stuff, it's like, this doesn't seem legal. This probably isn't legal, but I guess these kids are having fun with it, but it's probably not legal. And it's like really funny to me because I'm like, okay, like again, I don't want to say like I love banks, I love capital <laughs> and like literally capital. It's like I don't, but it's just like yeah, like if like the financial press is like this seems like nonsense and it's probably money laundering and most likely illegal. <sighs> I feel like that says a little bit of something, even though a lot of crypto people get annoyed. Like when like so, I guess I only okay. I will say I only care about crypto because it's infested in music a lot recently. It's gone really big into music. Otherwise, I wouldn't give a shit. I wouldn't really think about most of this stuff. But because it's gone really deep in music, I'm like, I have to not care about this. And like, I've gotten this spiel from people who are like, well, do you like the banks? And it's like, no. no. Yeah. But do I trust you? Absolutely not. Like, (laughs) these are like regulated by occasionally governments, occasionally, not all the time. But like, they at least have some masters that have to, they have to pay up to. You're just moving money around on the internet that is not at all regulated. I'm like, yeah, I don't I, like it you. shouldn't be an either or thing, right. too. No. It shouldn't just be like, oh, well, uh, you don't like crypto, so you like banks, you suck. It's like, no, no, no. Like, because this stuff isn't regulated, like, the 
I forget who the guys are that were like um, Ethereum like billionaires or whatever that actually bought like the Beeple right. art at auction. Like Shanghai. You know, yeah, or, they're just yeah. doing like insane inside trading where yeah. they're like, oh, okay, so if we buy this thing and then like, you know, have it be connected to this currency that we made and like our hedge fund just transfers money into then we can sell this crypto and then like i think you know profit whatever it was like insane amounts like 700 percent off of a sale like it's no my yeah, yeah. my thing yeah. with, that, with, with that sale it wasn't shanghai it was like it was like bangkok it was like some place that was like very like well known for being like a, a place for like a lot of illegal fucked up sex trade stuff yeah. and i'm like where do you think that money's going come on put put two well, together. i i i think i think I've, i for one think that the banks are jealous and that they're haters um, <laughs> it's a little true they just yeah. don't understand that it's like new technology and you know the tech world has innovated everything they've innovated um getting a ride from somebody <laughs> <laughs> They've innovated paying people right. um, using tunnels. Using, yeah, they've innovated, um, uh, you rent. know, rent. hotels, um, hotels, um, staying, yeah. staying in people's houses. Couchsero. Um, yeah, they really monetize right now. Everything good that was given to us um, was given to us by the, the tech, the, the smart tech entrepreneurs who were who were smart and and you know really saw ahead. They saw above the crowd. What if we bought things online? Yeah, they listened to the TED Talks <laughs> and they listened to the stuff that the real people listen to, not those fake people in the banks. <laughs> they don't realize that Wall Street is done. Um, that's what happened when, when Wall Street <laughs> collapsed. Uh, is when it happened in 2008. That was it for Wall Street. Yeah. No, that it was, was it. It, was, it was the new time for the tech people, and and I think that's really what's going on there. So I think it's just jealousy. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> tech people need tech money. Well, what's fucked up is it is about jealousy on their end, but I they're also not wrong. It's like they. <laughs> Oh, I mean, the annoying thing, I think I sent these to OK, but I've gotten really into this YouTube channel called Bankless, which is like what it mm -hmm. basically is, where people like try to like don't have, they, they are unbanked. They just have all their money in crypto, which it's uh, like. Uh, that sounds very dangerous. Yeah. But here's the thing. I don't give a shit. Do it. I don't care. Right. You do whatever you want to do with your money. I don't <laughs> want to care. But my least, my thing about it that I find annoying is I listened to an episode where they were talking about. Like this VC firm that was like talking about investing and they were like, oh, well, you know what? We're also interested in like just buying NFTs, like trying to buy blue tip NFTs, like the board apes, the crypto punks. And I was like, so you're telling me that there's a venture capital fund that is raising money that is using some of that money to just buy NFTs or whatever, which is like, okay, that's, wait a minute. So you're, if you buy the NFTs, which just jacks up the price of these things that like obviously have not that much value before all of this hype. And you're just now just continuing to sort of build and sort of like raise up the value of these things. I'm like, uh, so why am I supposed to care about this? And also the other really annoying thing that these people do is that they refer to like things like they use trad to like trad finance or trad art or like trad industry, trad music industry. I love that. Which like, 
Oh my I, god. Like, I like every time I hear that, I just want to go like, please shut up. Like saying trad <laughs> does not mean anything to anyone. And also traditional finance, traditional art, those things, here's unfortunate, those mean things to people actually. Like those mean things to billions of people. They're pilgrims. Well, it, it, it makes me think of like uh, so many of these people want to frame themselves as like punk, you know? And I think it comes from like, there is this like, I, I mean, this is part of the original like uh, selling point of the internet, like the original dream of the internet, like the, the whole California ideology stuff of like, you know, especially in the nineties, like you could come and you could be any kind of person, you know, you could talk to and it was way less regulated. And there was a lot of like that black market, you know, the kind of stuff that is happening with cryptocurrency was happening way more rampantly because it wasn't regulated in the same way. Like in the nineties in particular, you know, when there was a big push to make this like a mass market thing. And a lot of that sort of came off of like built on top of like a utopian ideal utopian framework of like, you know, that computers would would decentralize things and kind of change your consciousness. And like there was more of an encouragement to use an alt or not like use your real name or something because, you know, that might make you vulnerable or whatever to to be exploited. And then, of course, when like Facebook and and social media took over this like uh, professionalization, like they they kind of realized that they needed to they were their business model only worked if you started to get people to use their real names. Right. And yeah. and so it sort of switched to that. So it's it's kind of like selling back that old dream, but that old dream already exists in the form of like forums and online communities and, you know, just everywhere. It, like it is permeates like the culture of online. And yet they're trying to like take that, but they're trying to sell it to people who don't really have experience with that stuff or they don't really know it or they see it as kind of like gross and icky and they don't actually want to get involved with that. But they do want to kind of take on the sensibility of that. And it, it's kind of, it's doing it uh, it as a way to, kind of positioning itself because people are so distrustful of in institutions and feel like they've been failed in, in various ways, especially artists like um, who feel unsupported and like, you know, um, but it's doing it in a way that is like completely like actively trying to like erase and kind of take over and reclaim that, that original narrative, which, you know, might've been like a, a, a selling point, a marketing point to begin with. But a lot of people have sort of, there, there are a lot of good things that have come out of people that as well. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the thing I find most annoying on the music side of this. It's like, <laughs> there are like music, so like there are like new like startups and stuff that are coming up. Some of them are fine or whatever. I don't really, again, I don't really care about like, if you want to sell an NFT of a song, go for it, whatever. I don't care. But it's like the framing of being like, oh, this is going to change the music industry. This is disrupting the music industry. And I'm like, guys, the music industry has been dealing with declining record sales since the late 1970s. I, you might notice a theme since the 70s here. They've been facing declining sales since the 70s. They got juiced in the 90s through mass consolidation, which because if, if you know that there used to actually be like many record labels, there are now three major record labels. And 90% of the profits come from four companies. And it's like, where's the disruption? Yeah. Like NFTs just fit into the, oh, great. We can now convince high strong teenagers to spend $1,000 on a digital good that we don't really have to mass reduce or have to like get some factories out in like wherever to make these like, tr like Trotsky's or whatever. And it's yeah. like, it's so it's so bleak to me, like the it clear in game result from all this initial hype that when people are like, well, we're changing things up, we're doing all this new stuff. I'm just like, 
But where does where do we like change the fact that Warner, Universal, and Sony are the three labels that control the destiny of most popular artists and thus also control how 99% of artists are even paid via streaming and all this other stuff. It's like, no one ever wants to talk about that stuff, which is why I'm kind of just like, this is all just so unserious to me. It's, it's like, not, so much yeah, is just so it's, unserious. It's very, it's deeply fucking annoying because it's not, it's, it's maybe it's like taking a little bit of money from old money, but you're just making new money. You're just, mm. you're, because if you look at the charts of like who actually owns most of the cryptocurrency wealth, they're remade the exact same uh, wealth inequalities like in, in regular capitalism. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's like the whole system takes startup capital to actually participate in. So you're never going to see true wealth distribution with any of these supposedly decentralized networks. But like the whole thing with the NFT thing is like it's also just replicating this idea of ownership that was sort of like um like actually more of like a loose agreement in the art world at mm -hmm. least beforehand it was like oh yeah so something could be owned by a person and it's like in storage because you know we've had previous episodes about free ports and like how everything is just money laundering for an institution uh to you know do kickbacks and there's board of directors and all of this so um the bunkers underground. Climate <laughs> controlled yeah. airport. Like yeah. Jack Smith so, Eat Australia character. So is it about like, the Denver airport? Are we talking about the Denver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like so if we know that there have been this like class of people that are just handing over these theoretical deeds with a handshake and then just a transfer of funds, like now they just have a little digital token of authorization that writes down that like, oh yeah, this billionaire had it and then sold it to this billionaire. It was like, well, that doesn't change anything. Although you do get to look at now who has it. I mean, if like, if somehow there was a way for maybe artists to actually profit off of this, it's like the one way that it could change the system. But artists are the ones who are the like baseline that are buying in to make and mint NFTs and they're giving all of the this like buffer for these companies to start up without using any of their own money. That's right. Yeah. Please use my just, labor yeah. and talent and I would love to be your NFT. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if, if artists, if, if there's something that is more like uh, going to be helpful or egalitarian or whatever for artists, it has to be created by other artists and like for other artists and not just like another essentially MLM scheme for like, um, you know, it's just business and art is the the vessel for this all to for the money to change hands or whatever. But it, it really doesn't even have anything to do with the art. And everyone, not everyone, most people know that when they look at like the art that does well, they're like, you know, the fucking people shit or whatever, <laughs> like the bored ape. Like most people know that this is stupid when they look at it. And it's like that's what's that's what's the hardest thing about it is it's it's hard to like unless you're in the mindset of like really thinking that you know this is going to transform the traditional system of money and and all that kind of stuff i it there's no way for for me to 
and I think that's why most people like don't support this stuff. Like that's why most people have this or that reaction because they look at it and they're like, who the fuck are these people? Why are they making all this money off of this shit that I don't even understand and looks like crap? And, yeah. and there is no answer. I think I mean, people like, say that about uh, like the contemporary art world all the time too, though. That's the where it's like that's the classic. Like the people don't care. Anyway, sorry, David. Sorry. Oh, no, well, maybe I that mean, is one of the problems with the contemporary art. Oh world, yeah. Though. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I think one of the things that I like. So I was like, when I was like home for the ho- like home for the holidays. I don't know. Why I got like the jingle in my head. Like, but I was home for the holidays. I was watching a lot of YouTube videos, and like my YouTube recommends just kept recommending me like NFT videos. And there'd be like these videos, like a million views where a guy would just be like, oh yeah, NFTs are fucking garbage. And all the comments were like, oh yeah, these NFTs are disgusting. And like, I saw one where a guy was like, yeah, Post Malone did like an NFT collaboration, a music video. And the comments were like, man, I'm so disappointed in Post Malone for doing this NFT collaboration, which like, just like one, I I like Post Malone, his music's fine. Um, But, and I am a disappointed Post Malone fan, but I was like, oh yeah, like this is like a pretty like, thing like a pretty like abstract and weird thing to most people and not like to be like the left needs to get on this thing or whatever but i'm like this is one of those like things where i'm like actually like again giant giant scare quotes the left or whatever should probably point out that like most people find this really off-putting and really like alienating and actually like kind of like this like i don't know people don't like this and i kind of feel more emboldened to be like this does actually kind this is kind of trash and I don't yeah. feel like they, like I only feel like kind of hesitant when I'm in like the circles of people who are all in on the ideology and all in on this stuff to not be like, I hate this. This is garbage. But like, as soon as I step outside of that circle, it's like, oh yeah, most people, if they understand it at all, are just confused and don't like it. And I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of weird because usually when I'm involved with nerd shit, I'm used to like people being like, oh, that thing you like is bad. And I'm like, oh no, it's actually good. And I'm like, oh no, that thing you li- I don't like is bad. And I'm like, you're right, it is bad. And I also agree with you that it's bad. Well, I want to bring in, I want to bring I, in the like Brad Trammell, Josh oh, yeah. Yeah. shit like a, a little bit. Cause like, there's like definitely this like kowtowing happening to like the online reactionary in their heads. Like they get so steeped into their like, constant yes men i have a hundred thousand followers on instagram i am god like (laughs) shit that i feel like it it, you know it it, they're giving a lot of like purchase to this like nft stuff like when maybe maybe it's not worth it i watched the brad trammell nft report because please how can you not it's so great (laughs) um also at essential cinema (laughs) (laughs) oh god um but it was like it was interesting to hear his take on it because he was like a part of the um post internet artists wave that was it's so old and so cringe now and like he kind of went into the personal background of like this group of artists you know, um, they were, you know, all of them are doing stuff with galleries, which at the time I was like, motherfuckers, like, <laughs> not even, like everyone has to sell an object to make the money, you know, or you're selling fucking something. And then they're all like, oh, no, I'm just making a Tumblr post. And, and so <laughs> I was mad before anyone was mad. Oh, um, was you were one of the you. first people to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
but like he was discussing this whole thing about um like the post internet uh galleries took a bunch of their like tech forward artists to silicon valley because the art world kind of realized that there was a collector base there and they tried like that's kind of what the art world does like they have like gallerists are like evangelists for art and they're like oh well you know you should like mm. look at diversifying your portfolio with this thing and we realize that you're like this class of moneyed people so we're gonna find out what your interests are and we're gonna find things that you like and we're gonna connect you to those things and so they you know take these tech artists whatever go over to silicon valley and all of the you know all of the crazy coders were like this is bullshit like we don't want art because you guys are all a bunch of like high class like intellectual yeah. intellectual yeah like flowy weirdos that like also have always hated us and called us nerds so we're just gonna do our own nerd shit and have our own nerd culture and our own nerd money and yeah like, i i hate it when people you. are flowy <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, they're part of the like the people who loved just like conceptart.org like digital painting and think that like all all art now is like none of it actually takes any skill because uh, because actually can't you just like paint a beautiful woman? Well, that th that is a good point because there is like this interesting binary here that is like the dynamic that I perceive that is underlying a lot of this stuff that is coming out more with like the NFT stuff is that there is like and I and I I think this is like not to get like overly prescriptive here, but I think there's a there's a dynamic beneath the soul of an artist uh, where it's like you know there are a lot of people who have different, like, you know, they have different audiences, they have different aspirations. And I think uh, a lot of us anyway, or at least I was definitely part of that group um, are more interested in, cause you sort of know that maybe what you're interested in isn't going to have mainstream appeal per se, because a lot of the stuff that you like doesn't have mainstream appeal. So you start to get interested in things that are maybe critically successful or whatever. Like I got obsessed with like fucking pitchfork media when i was like a teen you know i read like the the best new music and whatever and that was like kind of my my idea of like what was important like music or whatever for a period of time and i think that like growing up there is this kind of like tension between like uh i want to be accepted by these important people in my field who are you know maybe like gatekeepers or whatever um and i don't want to do this thing that is you know, I see is beneath me, which is like, you know, this online shit, this like fan art furry shit, you know, which I, I you know, I, I'm not saying that I, I don't like that stuff, but we're just saying in the mindset of this person mm. and they look at that stuff and they think maybe it's kind of gross or they, they think it's beneath them. And I think that's incorrect, obviously, but um, it is easy to like look at that stuff and be like, well, you know, especially some of these, some of these are people are like, well, I went to school for this, you know, I have a PhD or whatever, you know? So they're like, like, this is what I have to be doing. I have to be reaching this group of people who's more established, who's, you know, and I'm, and I'm going to be in the line of that stuff. And the, and, and the problem is there's a increasing disconnect between, you know, like the, the, sh the shit that's made for people online and is just kind of like, you know, it's a big pile of whatever. You have no idea what you're going to get. There could be brilliant stuff in there, but it's buried in the pile. Um, and, you know, what what 
raise the surface isn't necessarily and i mean this is kind of what video games are to from my whole experience with video games is like there's a lot of shit like that um but like the the flip side is like um so 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 you want to go in that direction of being part of that institution but there it's not easy to do that and and a lot of people who do do that come from money be or they they're able to like spend the resources in order to like uh you know be able to do that or they got lucky or they knew somebody or whatever but it's it's a difficult closed ecosystem to get into and once you're into it people don't really want to give that up. So, and I think that kind of stuff has like gone into the NFT stuff is like, we can make our own separate closed ecosystem Mm. outside of, outside of the wilds of the internet or whatever. But what it's really doing is like throwing all the shit under the bus, completely like disregarding it. And it's like a lot of that stuff is made by people who have less resources because they're just sharing it on the internet. And like, that's, that's one of the things about the internet. And, and so, of course, a lot of people have a negative perception of it because they've invested in these communities and these spaces, you know, where like that that aren't so inherently closed off like these other ones are. And and there's just this 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 problem of like this like you know, and I think that comes up with the the Holly Herndon and and um, Matt Dryhurst stuff, mm-hmm. where like Matt Dryhurst is like, well, we need more gatekeepers now, and there is that kind of like. They, that kind of like longing for like, you know, I need to be elevated in some way. And I'm not saying that like yeah. s- certain art like should be celebrated and understood for what it is. Um, and like having been in video game world, there's a lot of people who just don't understand art at all or super dismissive of really cool things. But then on the other hand, there's people who are like, well, I don't want to deal with any of that stuff because it's gross and icky. I'm just going to de- declare myself as like part of this space because I have the the pedigree or whatever to do so. And I, I find, and I find a lot of those people are the people who are like going into the NFT shit. Well, Liz, yeah. even your your take is like so much more like empathetic and like, um, you know, generous to these uh, to in my mind troglodytes. But <laughs> well, um, I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about I'm talking about the artists who are selling NFTs, right. not yeah. necessarily like the yeah. investors. A lot of the investors totally. in NFTs are absolutely troglodytes. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna say I'm fairly sympathetic. I mean, so I guess for like, so yeah, I guess for folks who are new, like I yeah, because my day job at SoundCloud, I am not like a musician. I am just like a big music fan, been part of music. That's like I like music. Um, and I was a music journalist before we had to keep pivoting 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 to video um and sorry pivot to metaverse baby we're, we're yeah oh god that that dumb shit too but like i am so i i i again it's like i am empathetic to artists and if people need to make money how they make money this i, I have no interest to try to like say like this is a bad way to make money i I, I, I can have that personal opinion, but I don't need to express that or be like dogmatic about that and yell about that to people. That's yeah. just dumb. But I do find it really frustrating to sort of see, especially in music, this sort of sudden rush to NFTs and seeing people who like sell NFTs suddenly get maybe like fifteen or $20,000, which is awesome for them. I'm really happy for them. But where did they get that money from? Was it from their fans? No, it was just from a bunch of people who probably are already investors into the platform that they're using, thus they're trying to juice up the support and hype around this thing they're invested their own money into, or collectors who are NFT or crypto people who just have excess cash to spend and want to spend it on something they perceive to have future value. And like, again, that's not a problem to me for the individual artists themselves. I want them to do well and be able to actually like live a decent life, which especially the last couple of years is fucking hard. But I'm like, 
yo, that's not like a, you, you didn't create a new career. You just created a new way to get some quick money. And I think when people act like it's like a new career path and a new thing that's going to be the future that everyone will be able to benefit from and everyone is suddenly going to be able to flip a switch and get thousands of dollars flowing in their direction, I'm like, don't fucking lie to people. It's like really just, I find it really like uncouth and distasteful. It's like, I never tell, like I like have my career and I work at SoundCloud and I'm like, I never tell people if you start a Tumblr and if you write for Pitchfork and if you been five years doing bullshit music media stuff, one day you will get a job at this company and then eventually make your way. It's like, no, that's nonsense. It's like one day Pitchfork will pay you $50 to write an article. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, people can go back through my old writings. Like I always am very like trans, I've always been very transparent about like how my career is sort of gone. And I'm very blessed and thankful for the career I have now, but I never want to act like how I've made, made it is easily replicatable and something that everyone should be throwing their lives into. And when I see a lot of NFT stuff, especially when it's really, and it's easy to tell because NFTs, you can follow who buys this stuff really easily, actually. That's the whole blockchain shit. It's like, if you sold out an NFT, and I know that half it was bought by the investors of the company that are on the platform you own, that's not a new career path. That's just like running into money super fast. And like, that's cool for you. Not going to hate, but it just like, I want to be very clear about what it is that how you made your money. And if you like, so like like SoundCloud, for instance, we have money from a Singaporean sovereign wealth fund. And every day I thanked him at Sack Holding for, for giving me a job. And I just sometimes wish NFT people were a little bit more thankful to their Tim Sack Holding <laughs> in the world rather than acting like the technology is the, is the key. Well, I think this is, this is kind of like also touching on a larger issue with our economy in general, which is that we stopped having a production-based economy just generations ago. And now the only thing holding our entire capitalist structure together is speculation. Yeah. And like we've gotten to this point where it's not only like speculating on our like housing, our health and well-being like, you know, everything concrete that you could imagine, we're also taking the time to develop these like new intricate ways to buy in, to speculate with like imaginary money on imaginary things, like, (laughs) because we cannot for the life of us, think about fixing a single problem that we're actually (laughs) faced with. And soon we're going to be doing it in the metaverse. It's like, if we can go farther and farther away from the like simple fact that like what it's going to take to get our future back is actually like, you know, de-escalating all of this rush for profit and for like the chance to to somehow have like monetary uh like excellence, whatever it means. Well, I yeah. think it's that like yeah. in the 70s, that's where you kind of reach the point where we could have just I think we had enough supplies and enough technology at that point that we could have fed everybody, we could have housed everybody. And so you had to enter into, you had to like keep that from actually being the case. Yeah, make up yeah. a, a false scarcity. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. 
This yeah. is why we. This is why we need to move away from a vibes-based <laughs> economy to a post-vibes-based economy. Post Malone almost Agreed. had it right because he was yeah. post, yeah. but he didn't understand that it was post vibes. <laughs> so he got into NFTs. We need, we're, we're entering the posting economy, actually. No, yeah, no. and we need to post in order to get <laughs> ourselves to, to the post vibes economy, which is where we should. We just got to be really good at posting, like Brad Chamel. Like, and that's what's so depressing. Like, because I, in my um, one-sided feud against um, the the art meme people that I went <laughs> off against on Twitter. Um, are those the like, are those the like actual trad people? Like the I mean, not fake trad people? So they're, they're, they're not like the worst of the worst trads. Um, it's just like something's going on. It's like, to me, I compared him to like Matt Taibbi, but like for mm. like meme art people. Cause like, it's like, they're constantly like thinking about this trad in their head that it's like, Oh, not me, but, Somebody else is going to freak the yeah. fuck out uh, about this abolish I mean, it's the family meme. It's totally like, them. It's like yeah. it's 100% projection. <laughs> well, and it's like, the, they just don't like where that. it always yeah, like boils down to is I feel like they really like or when they talk about it they're like just stop being weird and it's like yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Are you going to call me weird? Like, oh, no, don't call me weird. Don't say I'm freaky. I'm cringe. Huh? That's fucking like, respective. <laughs> that's like respectability. Like, pull up your pants. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I don't know. I feel like I've heard. I was saying this to my friend earlier. Where I was like, I feel like I've heard like so many variations of friends. Just yeah, just like basically yelling, like telling people or like things that they see online or whatever like stop being weird be normal or whatever and i'm just like everyone's just like that i don't know i feel like again covid era i feel like people are just sort of like brain they're sort of short circuiting a bit yeah and it's like people just don't know what to like it's like oh be normal don't be weird and it's like i understand what people i bet because both some my my friends say is like i understand what you mean but i'm also just like we kind of are just like losing some plots. We're yeah. like losing the ground. <laughs> well, it's the problem is because Norm McDonald dies and then everyone tries to be Normcore. We need someone. We need someone. He was holding it together for the rest of us. He was quite like Jesus in the way that Jesus held it together. We died when Norm like, died. I was going to say, I was, I, was purgatory. For, I was for two seconds thinking about, thinking about Christianity again. And then I got the coronavirus. It was like, God. No, I will not <laughs> well, be doing this now. I will well, be back later. Well, speaking about Christianity, you guys saw a movie that has a lot of allusions to Christianity oh, recently. Oh, yeah, that's right. It ties that's it all together, honestly. The Matrix <laughs> was the missing... It's really point. important to watch the, the new Matrix. It re- it's really important. I'm so um, excited to see it. Like, I, like we're going to... Sp- I think we need to talk about it like a little bit, but we won't like, super spoil it because like, you guys haven't seen it. Um, I don't really care about spoilers. We won't ruin any of the action, which is sick and dope and super (laughs) hype. And some of it is a little bit too close up and gets kind of blurry in that weird CGI way. But then a lot of it is cool. They do like the running up on the walls and the kickies and the sick punches and then the energy blasts and stuff. They add some new effects. You're going to see all that shit. Everybody, Everybody has their signature sunglasses shape. I'm assuming mm-hmm. fashion <laughs> is out of control. Yeah. Can I could I just like tell tell David like how the first like 15 minutes of the movie starts? Yes. <laughs> Take um, us in. Neo is um a, a game designer. And um <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yes. yes. <laughs> 
Finally. <laughs> and um, He made a game called The Matrix. He wait, made a game called The Matrix. Wait, is it, though, the game that <laughs> I actually <laughs> owned in 2003? Yeah, wait, well, it's Enter the yes, Matrix. Yes, it's Enter the Matrix. It's Enter the Matrix. Game Cube, the Nintendo, game. Like, they have a GameCube, the PS2, and Xbox, and PC. It's the MMO it's the, one. Oh, it's the, no, original <laughs> tri- yeah, trilogy. There's yeah. also it's the a little bit of a tri- clip only. show. Yeah. Spoiler oh. alert! It's a little bit of a clip show. Oh, that's my least favorite Simpsons episode. That yeah, <laughs> I, I it, love it. It you would think it'd be bad. You just but love it because it it's collage. Works. It's a collage, dude. I know it, that's it's a fucking beautiful collage. Andy Warhol would be proud. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. um, or he wouldn't okay. be proud. Yeah, okay. I don't know. No, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Continue. Keep explaining. Yeah. <laughs> continue. continue. Um, so, like, yeah, I don't know. So, we're so we're he, anti-Andy because he was all about vibes, and we don't need vibes. Yeah, he was anymore. all, yeah. he was all about was, selling that was a vibe. vibes era. That was vibes. He yeah. was selling that vibe. He was selling the vibe of New York to people who don't have access to it. It's actually very similar to NFTs. Extremely mm. similar. Yeah, he, he, and Andy Warhol would be all into NFTs if he were still alive. Just oh, oh, yeah. He's like, I'm selling nothing. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Wait, where is Jeff Koons' NFT? He probably instantly made one, right? Oh, uh, I'm gonna. He doesn't need to. He has real real money is worth a lot more, and he's old money. He doesn't need it. But anyway, anyway. so here's yeah, the thing about the Matrix. Know. It starts out Neo. He's a game designer. Everyone is like, "Hey, when are you gonna make that new Matrix? When are you gonna make that? Oh, we got a team of people. We're all like, come on, lead us through. Get us that new Matrix.' And he's all like, "Ah, oh, God, I don't know what's real." And then he has to like go to his therapist, and the therapist is all like. Did you take your blue pill? You got to take your blue pill again. And he's taking a blue pill every day. And he's like going to the gym. And you see the montage, you know, he's like on the treadmill. Get it? He's like on a treadmill. And then he goes to work and he's like rubbing his legs a lot. And then there's a close up of his hands just rubbing on his legs. So, you know, he's not sure what's real. What's even real? Neil, you gonna make the Matrix or what? Come on, you gotta make the new Matrix. Cut to him in his bathroom spilling out his SSRIs, which is a bunch of blue pills. Oh yeah. They're not they're not it's not it's not estrogen, it's SSRIs. No, because he's in the Matrix. He's in the Matrix. The reds are the estrogen. Well, that um, doesn't make any sense because estrogen or blue. <laughs> or what? I think at the time there was like a a different one, and it was red. Anyway, gone. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, fucking white rabbit comes on. Yeah. And then there's a boardroom meeting, and they're all <laughs> they're all pitching matrix ideas to him and he's flashing back to um uh 1999 when he won his like uh game award for best game he won it at the game awards he, was he won it at, at the game, game awards. awards well that's not yeah. canonical because the game work didn't exist in that's 1999 right. no they really they asked. did um they just uh no they didn't I'm just well <laughs> yeah when was the first e3 anyway gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah continue um, then he uh it cut to him like immediately trying to kill himself oh it's incredible. 
I, he, he does it honestly i would do walking. that if i had to shake hands with jeff keely i, I, would, I would <laughs> that's that. what the movie's about Liz. that's what the okay. movie's I'm about i'm so excited to see this movie it's so maybe i'll just watch it say, immediately after this i, I want to say i watched the, i rewatched the matrix like last week or mm-hmm. two weeks i don't remember time and then i i hadn't seen this the sequel so i watched reloaded and that own so hard I'm, so i still need to watch revolutions i was i'll do yeah, it revolutions is not very good but you should watch it anyway i am yeah. gonna watch it definitely and i'm excited to the new one but reloaded was like reloaded rules yeah because yeah. yeah. as, as a kid i as a as a child i was told that the sequels weren't good by whoever was on the playground or whatever and no reloaded was like god it's got it the so twins <laughs> It's got twins. Oh, yeah. So everything you should so you should find that person Monica and Bellucci. call them up. Whoever told you on the playground right? and be like, you were wrong. <laughs> I'll find whoever that kid was. Is it Monica? But Reloaded is when they establish that um, Neo and Trinity are the embodiment of like collective love, and it has the rave scene and the, like the yes. sex scene and rave scene collaged back and forth. Well, I think so that's good. also the one where he like reaches in and starts manually beating her heart, which I thought was great. Yes, so sick. Oh, I was so like good. hot. <laughs> so good. Oh my god, so good. Get in there, Neo. <laughs> Um, yeah. amazing film yeah. <laughs> ba- bound is a good film by the way i saw that recently the uh which it's a wachowski's film it was oh, the one I, they made before the matrix I, I i need to watch more wachowski movies after i need well I'll speed racer is incredible i've always I, yeah speed racer i i really um, that's on the list and what's yeah. so incredible about speed racer and and like the matrix to like a certain degree but i don't think is as successful with this is that Speed Racer makes a visual language with like the like kind of like bare bones bullshit that you have to work with in Hollywood nowadays. Like the, you know, like Lana and and Lily, I think we're like acknowledging that like um, things are not what they used to be when we made the Matrix and we can make this incredible CGI and like artisans were working on every aspect of it. That's all gone. That's been consolidated out. Mm. The film industry is going downhill. Yeah. But we could make this beautiful storybook with the like shitty CGI that we have access to. Also, like, yeah, it felt like the the last the fourth Matrix was all about like having to acknowledge that they made a franchise and that like there's because it was sort of like oh, well, there's going to be a Matrix whether you want it or not. So, like, do you want to be directing it or do you want Sony to just take it and do their thing with it? Oh, my God, it's Lennon. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to just let, uh, are you just going to let the capitalist class kill you? Or are you going (laughs) to actually engage in the fight? They're already trying to kill you. Anyway, that's why you got to race away from them in the speed racer. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Oh man, I'm so hot. I'm now so hyped to see this. It's like It's like I'm like so happy. Yeah, and there's also like this nice little uh, tie-in with all this stuff of like. God, there's like there's this horrible tech apocalypse that is descending upon us because we can't figure out how not to do this. Mm-hmm. But then there's like the element of the survival um, of Beautiful, of yeah. humanity and yeah, and just sort of like 
recreating on a molecular structure the things that we lost because uh. yeah which i i don't know i kind of liked it there was just a scene where they like genetically grew a strawberry and it was like took us you know a whole generation to figure it out but we got food again yeah there's this moment of like oh man this is rough and probably gonna happen and like we already gmo'd all of our food like oh shit i'm gonna say the first tiktok i saw this morning when i woke up at 4 45 a.m um was a guy talking about the amount of microplastics in the world in our water and i was just like oh i don't need to watch that at this yeah that's good shit. yeah Sarah, i get this- a lot of you i get a lot of youtube ads where people are talking about microplastics or like toxic poop or, or other things toxic like poop. that uh i was gonna say sarah said this like a while back so sorry for the like the way the way back machine um so i feel like i'm so disorienting disorienting on these on these on y'all's show no you're but when but when sarah was saying about the about the 70s about like we actually at some point had probably the ability to house and feed everyone and just kind of lost lost the way that's like okay again i don't want to be like too controversial but china has been doing a lot of tech regulations (laughs) i just want to say that if you like actually like try to find any decent coverage of what china is actually trying to do with their technology firms it's mostly a lot of them a lot of what they're just like trying to do is basically be like guys it's actually bad that we basically just have consumer consumer products for technology that's Mm -hmm. bullshit y'all should be making fucking chips make chips make actual physical goods for things we don't need you to be keeping our children playing video games and doing microtransactions for 12 hours a day that's actually bad and i'm like no, they're you they are You should only play video games eight hours a day. Yeah, straight <laughs> into one hour. And honestly, like I, I, I know this. I know, yeah. I, I know, no, I know this. Whenever happened in America, I wish, but it's like, yeah, kids shouldn't be allowed to play video games for like more than like an no, hour. No, no, I, I talked I, about this on the podcast. I disagree, but that's okay. <laughs> I agree. Oh, it's I need gamers to we need to unionize so uh, that they can make a gamers weekend. Oh, so wait, so it's like a it would be like Game Workers Unite, except it's Gamers Unite. I gamers see. Unite. Well, my yes. thing with my thing with yeah. China like cracking down on billionaires and stuff. I I agree. I like it. I want them cracked down on, but that's not necessarily the people I want doing the cracking down because to a certain extent, it's like okay, once you got all of your your billionaires out of the way, then like what what does anybody have any way of like overthrowing you if you fuck up oh yeah i mean like the work i mean obviously the chinese working class is not like doing it's not like doing it but i'm like i don't know i guess i'll take the the wins (laughs) yeah i I feel like for me reading a lot of that stuff it's like taking notes taking notes because it's like there's i also just i I don't know i guess i'm so i i'm sorry covid has really broken my brain with a lot of technology shit where i have just kind of gotten to the point where i'm like uh i actually just do think that there's probably something worth saying like i don't i feel like i just like read one too many stories about how much kids play like are online more now versus pre-covid post good Mm -hmm. for them like what i mean just to reiterate what we talked about before like it's like it's really unhealthy that we know it's unhealthy. Even Facebook's internal or like like organization has talked about how it's unhealthy. And that's like Facebook themselves yeah. talking about it. So, you know, it's actually way worse. Yeah. So, so, David, I have a question for you. Yeah. This is a very serious question. Um, 
do you think China is engaging in praxis by <laughs> by 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 regulating these things? And and what place um, does theory have in this in, in this uh, in this discussion? So I will say a very like quick two seconds. It's that I think that like broadly. Which again, I'm just observing and taking notes, observing and taking right, notes. Me too. That's all I'm doing. I think most of anything else that involves other countries as an American that lives in New York City yes. of all godforsaken places, it's like, I have no opinion. I don't need Absolutely. to have an opinion. Yeah. And like my opinion is probably one that shouldn't really be valued because like the experience of a person living here is so disconnected from the rest of the globe that I don't really well, feel like I mean, on I, it. But I personally I, think I, billions of people could live or die based on what we say right now. But I do, but I, I agree 100%. I agree with what okay was saying. That it's like, it is just sort of weird to me that like, we like just don't, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess like I've been off, like, I don't know. I've been like kind of like a hard off social media the last couple of weeks and then kind of like increasingly hard off social, like just like no social media. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, God, this is, I really just feel like kind of this increasingly bummed out. And I, I don't know, I've been a nerd in like on the internet since like age five or six. So like, mm-hmm. I've been in these fields, in these trenches, and I'm just like, all your oh. All your friends who are telling you that people need to be normal, it's because their brains have been damaged by the internet. And because they wouldn't be saying that if they're, you know... That's literally true. what I was saying before. Like, yeah. like, for, like, not ironically, like, I, I think like the people who are like, constantly like, worried about like the, the, like, um, mythical normie out there somewhere <laughs> is like too online, like just go outside. Like, I want to hear, like, they're always like bringing up the, like, oh, this, this member of the working class, this type. I'm like, yeah. okay, let's bitch, like get them on the phone. I want to hear from yeah. them. <laughs> what, who I, are you? I, I mean, my, my personal belief is that there's no like real people. Everyone's kind of a construction. <laughs> like there's no a real working class. There's like, you know, 8 million different iterations of it. But like, the thing is like, the problem with the internet is like, especially like these economy, there is an economy of like dunking on people. (laughs) And there are people who almost kind of uh, unconsciously know this. And so we'll say even more crazy things because they know it will get noticed and it will continue to, and like the numbers go up and it's a numbers go up game because it is designed like a game. People want to see the numbers go up. And so that is partially like this system has kind of engineered that behavior to some extent. And, and and then you're seeing the the purest uh, gems of distillations like the um you know uh I'm tired of hearing about toxic white men so I don't care if that baby got ate by an alligator <laughs> <laughs> or or whatever Shanley had said back in the day yeah. oh don't say daddy if you uh yeah. <laughs> what was it anyway go on yeah <laughs> yeah, and and so you get. I mean, it's it's funny, but it, it, you you get an increasing number of things like that, or or just people who are like, I've seen so many people in the trans community who are just like their brains have been ruined by thinking that they they like think that contrapoints is like a CIA Ugh. op or something, Fuck, and they're like yeah. <laughs> they're like obsessed with like this idea of like just, these people are ruining bread tube, like you uh. know, and it's like. <laughs> save the yeah save bread <laughs> too yeah or just like this idea that like just becoming obsessed with this content creator in this like really negative way in this and 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 like creating either like creating this idea that they're like the most the best person who's saving human 
humanity or they're like the worst person who's like a CIA mm-hmm. op who's like ruining everything for everyone and yeah, like and it just like you see more of that on the internet because that's where people take to where those opinions but also that stuff like people intentionally like play that stuff up because it's like you know it's like how alex jones plays his shit up on the camera or whatever it's like it's a performance on on social media and like you're totally right because there was like there was a podcast that's like more popular than us that like dunk quote tweeted one of my tweets and was like um actually um Full Circuity now is red lib shit and blah 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 and you, you should know, you hard, should hard you should start a feud with them whoever you are <laughs> yeah. you're losers uh, you're starting fake <laughs> and you need to you need to go back to school because you need to learn something from this podcast that's oh, right yeah. to, and we're the better be podcast and that's why our numbers are going up because I'm getting into feuds with people that's yeah. right. yes. oh, thanks for doing the work <laughs> yeah. that, that is yeah. that is practice because if the numbers go up that means that's more good. people see it and that means you're getting the masses and yeah. all the masses are seeing it and, and because the masses practiced. are always what right you then yeah, are they're always right and that. that's why yeah. the, that's yeah. why theory is not useful because particularly you don't need yeah. theory you just need to get and that's why and that's why tom cruise is praxis <laughs> that's right I, 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 yeah you just need to be it like just just like grip it and rip it like get out there and do it <laughs> show you're the best rise and grind like grip, grip it and rip it is a good lesson for everything in your life including <laughs> things that you do in your personal thanks guys time. you know i'm gonna go i'm gonna go take brad tremell's class at pratt and then i'm gonna like yeah. get in line at the bar afterward and buy him a drink so that he can wax poetic to me about um everything how to um increase my numbies and be a I, i'm sure artist. he would he would love Whoa. to do that you would that would be a great experience it would be like a you know like a, a learning experience you would learn a lot. It would be like watching um, a TED Talk, except in real life, which is one of the best forms. Except of it's an ironic TED Talk. Liz. It's an ironic soy face, and it's an ironic TED Talk. And but you know, so like different. people, they just you know they get to places like that because they love teaching. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they love teaching. It's true. It's true. It's all about teaching. It's all about the next generation. They love bringing forth the being a the person lessons. in a room that everyone is looking at. <laughs> oh, oh, you! Oh, wait a minute. Maybe you can get a girlfriend <laughs> who's younger than you. Can I say a sincere thing for a second, though? Yes. I, I, so I, I've been I think sincere this whole time. I just want to say, and I, I love everybody. Also, well, I, I was, so I was, I was not being sincere because I because I, I, I get bored with being sincere. Um, yeah, but I, I think the thing is with with the the. the I was going to make a point about this in theory. I think the the people getting obsessed with like just act normal, like that kind of stuff, being obsessed with this idea of like, I mean, this is a dynamic that has existed like in organizing since the, since the, you know, since, since the beginning, since, and like, and I think the problem, the, the problem that I have with some of this stuff is like, there are a lot of highly elevated people within the left sphere online. And I don't want to like, you know, dunk on specific people or whatever, but like, I am not like at by any means like a a particularly educated person in theory and, you know, by any means. And I there's a lot that I don't know. There's a lot that I haven't read. So I don't like want to claim to be an expert. But there are people who like, okay, I've watched uh, Slavo Zizek's movie, (laughs) The Pervert's Guide to Ideology, about 10 fucking times. And like there are a lot of people uh, who 
like, there are a lot of people who are very big spokes, you know, who are very, who are, who are people online who are taken very seriously and as part of the left who like don't even understand the most like basic lessons of a lot of these past like movements and like a lot of the same mistakes get made over and over again. And there's no dialogue about it because it just is, is assumed that this is a new issue coming up and over and over again. And that this isn't uh, a thing about, you know, like the 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 characters in the play might change, but it's the same like materials. It's the same kinds of people who own the the materials. It's the same kind of like thing. And like there's a there are people who don't understand that there's just an inherent contradiction to like capitalism. There isn't like this idea that you can be free and escape from it. It's a it's all kind of part of a, a social construction that we've made. And so the the challenge is to kind of figure out how to conceptualize ourselves within that and like act within that space. But there is no I think people want to like moralize the idea of some of these things in a way that is not helpful because it's not about like, these aren't inherent like moral categories created by God, their cat, their category, <laughs> you know, whoever their categories created by the system of capitalism. Or, I'm going to take the capitalism. I'm going to smash it. Yeah. I don't know about you. You're talking about something complicated, but I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. But I think there's there's people. I think people do lean too heavily on these moral arguments um, without understanding that there are like a lot of complicated dynamics here, and and like this is a thing of like it's it's a it's 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 like a lifelong thing. It's not a it's not a like a, a I don't know. There's a weird trendiness and ephemerality to a lot of this stuff too. And I I just like I don't understand why more people don't talk about the fucking Nathan Robinson current affairs thing because I constantly am thinking about that. Oh, like. Because like he is somebody who positioned himself, put that itself in. But if you like actually read his he is, writing, he's like gonna show you socialism like himself. It's like this is it. Yeah, I everyone. Mean, look. Yeah, and he's like mm. positioned himself as kind of like objectively answering all these things. But if you look at it, it's like kind of basic political punditry stuff. Like he he did a decent job of that stuff. But like it's somebody who does not practice what he preaches to the extent that he was preaching it at all. And I think that that like reveals that there's. There's there's a little bit of a like a I don't know like just the this ecosystem of stuff constantly coming up in this like scattershot like popcorn way it's like we need to like be able to have time and space to like understand what how these phenomena work and like understand that it's part of a larger process and that these things have happened we're we're kind of repeating history in a lot of ways and I think a lot of people just don't I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm. I feel like I'm saying things that are less intelligent the more I talk. But you no, get what no, I mean. Like, no. yeah, it's like yeah, it's like all no, all of this stuff has gotten so far away from the material basis that actually comprises of a struggle. And like, there's so many times when like we've hit it in our conversation tonight. Like, we're getting farther and farther away from a production based economy and we're forgetting how much power we have to collectively redistribute the resources that we have and we have so much that we could be giving to countries that we've been extracting from mm. but for some reason it's like instead of just letting go of all of this like whatever issues of how to talk about that like you know we go we we go on like ego trips. Yeah. 
no, yeah. that's exa- that's exact that's exactly it. And then it's sort of like, well, why aren't you joining me on my ego trip to like sell these NFTs? And if you don't <laughs> join me to sell these NFTs, you're the problem. Actually, you're you're one of the haters of history, and, and yeah, the haters you're holding were back. the people on the wrong side of history because they were they were haters. But they're they're not a lover like Jesus Christ, who is a lover, and that's why we re- remember him um, along with uh, many other people who were great. Orson Welles was also a lover of history. Um, what, sorry, I, what I was what I was going to say is that um, the way that like history ta- is taught is really weird to me because I think people like will romanticize past movements without really engaging with like understanding that these things were a reaction and like they didn't necessarily construct themselves in the same way that we would construct ourselves based on you know the History Channel version of history that we've gotten. Um, from things and the more that you learn stuff the more that you realize that there is kind of an inherent like so much stuff arises from the conditions and places that it came from and kind of trying to you know trying to like think of yourself or or create this romantic ideal that's that's based in this idea of history that's that's kind of fake and been been just complete completely like redigested through media over and over again and it becomes more and more extrapolated out from the source and we become more and more feel like we are far from this thing and it's like far away and we have to swim to it or whatever just like in the Wait, are you saying that World War II was not a musical? Um, <laughs> as far as I know, uh, it was a kung fu movie. I was actually going to say during World War yeah, during World War II. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, we uh, we should wrap up. Yes, um, David, um, please tell us um, about Penny Fractions. Yeah, so my name is David Turner. I do a newsletter that comes out every other week called Penny Fractions, where I talk about the music business. Which I just want to say, most people have no fucking clear understanding of the music business. So my newsletter tries to talk about that every other week. It's really fun. Um, like I said, I work at SoundCloud, so you can probably see some inherent bias in that because it's my employer. But I just like saying it up front because, like, you should know that I am biased to the platform of SoundCloud and our investors, Tim Sack Holding. Um, <laughs> well, that's collusion. And also, not I'm not, yeah, not on any social. My like, I, yeah, my social media is like completely dead right now. My Twitter account for my yeah. newsletter will come back, but I don't. I don't think I'm going to be back on social for uh, like a while. So yeah, just catch me out. Catch me out. Catch me outside. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I was going to say that all the loser haters of this podcast should read Mm -hmm. Penny Fractions to see how like a real good person does it, Um, because (laughs) they could learn something. Unlike from their own podcast, who you know they're dunking on people telling them to be normal or whatever you should read penny fractions instead and learn something that's (laughs) what i yeah Yeah. and and liz liz do you have any um anything out any new albums anything people should check out um well i have a i am like trying to work on more music in the next uh i don't know six months or something i i want to see if i can release something but i do have a podcast very sporadic podcast intentionally sporadic um nice. because Curated. i i don't because i'm doing it myself basically um it's called the blood zone it's really good thank you yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. and yeah it's more of like a i'm looking at one specific thing like each episode so i don't know i did a couple of the most recent episodes i watched like because i'm from i do i'm from like video game space and i do music as well but like 
um, I kind of talk about the last like 10 years of the quote unquote indie game scene, like via like a bunch of documentaries that I watched with this guy, Alex Ross, who's like an academic. Um, and we talk about that stuff and we kind of talk about it from a lefty perspective. And it's, it's, it was very cathartic to do that because I've been in those spaces and people don't like people who are too close to this stuff have no sense of like analysis. So talking to somebody who was like a little bit more outside of it was like really helpful to get a perspective on some of the stuff that I've been like a little bit close to. Um, so th there's that. And I did a, a few other episodes that my favorite episode I did was talking about, uh, my history with the online community OC remix, which is yes! a new game arrangements, yes! of, uh, arrangements of video game music, which is actually how I started making music. So you can, like in terms of talking about the dynamics of like old online communities, I would definitely so cool. recommend checking that episode out. I think it's like the fifth episode or whatever. But anyway, that's enough of that. Um, but yeah, I have a Patreon too. I but yeah, I we'll post it all in our show notes. Thank you. Sure. Yeah, and I I will hopefully get a new episode of that out in the next month or two. But yeah, we'll see. Anyway, that's yeah. awesome. Um, thank you guys so much for um talking about all this uh bullshit with us on the internet. I think it's appropriate that we're remote, even though I really wanted you guys to come over because i just want to hang out eat, eat a nice I, meal. I, I wanted to come over <laughs> yeah we'll we'll hang soon I'll, yeah also yeah we'll hang soon getting coat yeah. should i do a new year's party guys mm. no no probably no. not no. No. if people are around no. i really no, do like very, two of the people on your pod possibly three have already just had COVID. yeah um, I would, maybe no. maybe you can have a new year's <laughs> party like maybe you can have it but just shift the time and you can just pretend that it's new year's uh, i think yeah. you can just, yeah. it's yeah. like a it's a rain check new year's or we party. could do it outside yeah. no i want to do it outside that was one of my ideas was that we go to the park and drink Hmm. I might be. Well, I, I would be more open like to that, but I, I also still, didn't get COVID, so. I, I still think like I don't know. I mean, I know, I'm like yeah, probably right. very like not yeah. COVID cautious, but I also feel like yeah. probably best to wait a little bit. Just like yeah, I think weeks. so. Yeah, just but, like a few weeks to figure. But you should maybe you should yeah maybe you should have a rain check version of that party like yeah. Whatever. Celebrate the new celebrate like <laughs> lunar New Year. Yeah. I also, yeah, oh, I yeah. We could do like you know, Year of the Tiger. Let's do it. Let's All do right, it. Year of Why the Tiger. Not? The Sonic 2006 Club returns. That's like true. That. Your birthday is actually <laughs> the next holiday. Yo. Yeah. Wait, let's stop the episode, guys. Yeah. Let's have fun. We're gonna talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's have fun. Yeah. Lots of fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Lots of fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Lots of fun.